We make USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. Hi, this is Marissa Meyer. And this is Delaney. And this is Sloan. And you're listening to the Prince Kai Fan Pod. Hello, welcome to episode 153 of the Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer Book Club podcast where Captain is King, Marissa is Queen, and I'm your host, Bethany Finger. Today's episode is brought to you by Ramsey and Crew Patron supporters. Thank you. Please welcome back recurring guest Amanda from Fictional Hangover Podcast. It's been so long. <laughs> I didn't I should have looked it up. I didn't look up how long it's been, but it has been a really long time. It's been since Ferris. Really? So yeah, a super duper long time. Because we <laughs> finished Ferris like I want to say it was a while ago. It was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're like a third of the way through winter now, so yeah, yeah, it was a long been time a while. ago. I was worried that you forgot about me. I did not forget about you. I've just gotten really popular. Go figure. I've actually gotten really popular. So I have a lot of people that want to come on my podcast, which is really exciting. Look, it's fine. And I'm proud of you. And just know <laughs> that I'm always here, like lurking in the background. So whenever your new friends abandon you, you can just be like, hey, Amanda, come back. And I will. I will be there for you. You, you may have to live up to that because people cancel all the time. <laughs> Your friends are not going to abandon you, by the way. That was a joke. <laughs> let's, let's hope they don't. So, so how have you been since you haven't been on in like a year? Uh, well, I have been very well, thank you. You tell everybody, assuming that they haven't listened, let's assume someone's first episode is episode 153. Tell everybody, <laughs> tell everybody who you are and tell us about Fictional Hangover Podcast. So, hi everyone. I am Amanda. I am a librarian. I am an audiobook narrator and I am the host of Fictional Hangover Podcast, which is a podcast about young adult and new adult books, series, authors, and voice actors that is full of spoilers. We talk about a different book each week, so that means I read a lot of books. You really do. <laughs> a lot. Are you on Goodreads? Do I follow you? I don't know if you follow me, but I, I feel am. like I should follow you because I feel like you read as much as I do. And I feel like we could have like some fun complimenting each other every time we finish a book. I think that we should do that. Yeah, because I'm at like 150 some books this year. Oh, see, I'm I since I'm back working in the library full time again, I've lost some of my reading time. So mm. I'm just like right on track with my hundred books a year goal. I'm really hoping I'll be like that next year because the main reason that I have so much time <laughs> is that I, I don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> but you have plenty of time to bring everyone Prince Kai Fan Pod, the podcast really that they know do. and love. Wow, there are a lot of people with your name. Are there? <laughs> I just, oh my maybe gosh. I, maybe I should find you because your name's a little bit more unique. Yeah, my me. name's a little bit, hopefully my name's a little bit more unique. We're about you to know, find out. You know, I think... Um, <laughs> I think I might have, couldn't I set up a long time ago, didn't I set up Goodreads and I have like a tag? Um, let's see if it works. I'm typing it in right now. You're so mm. fancy with your tag. I don't have a tag. 
Uh, yeah, you can find me at goodreads.com slash ridiculous Amanda. Right. <laughs> everyone, everyone, join me on Goodreads. <laughs> All right, now I'm gonna. I'm adding you now. I'm gonna find you and I'm gonna add you. Thank you. It says you're already my friend. Oh, really? So I just don't pay enough attention. <laughs> you just ignore me. That's why I haven't been on the podcast in a long time. You forgot about me because <laughs> I just ignore people all the time. I'm just the worst. Um, yeah, I've I've got like 144 books, but I, I, well, I mean, some of them are rereads. Like I decided to do a. Vampire Academy reread, which means, of course, I also had to do a Bloodlines reread. Of course. Because yes, Because you can't um, not. Oh, gosh. When you get to the end of book six, you just have to keep going. You have to. Um, and then, yeah, now I'm doing a reread of Harry Potter because the fifth Harry Potter illustrated book just came out. Yeah. And despite my unhappiness with the author I refuse to let her ruin my childhood as she has ruined so many other things yep so I will continue to read these books in spitefulness with just a with just an ounce of shame yeah it's I mean there's nothing wrong with spite reading Bethany that's fine (laughs) speaking of reading let's talk about what you are currently reading well, I am currently reading, and then this is a reread for me, um, The Raven Boys by Maggie Stiefvater. We're going to be talking about that on Fictional Hangover in a couple of weeks. So I'm reading that, actually listening to the audiobook, because everyone should know that I'm obsessed with audiobooks. And Will Patton is the narrator of this one, and I just love him to death. So I love I'm reading audiobooks. Right yeah. I don't know if you listened to it, but I recently did an interview with Marissa for the podcast. And um, she gave a shout out to how much she loves audiobooks and how important she thinks they are. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, I mean, her like narrator that she has in her pocket, Rebecca Soler, is amazing. Oh my gosh, she's so. amazing. <laughs> she's fantastic. She's, she's probably one of the most talented I've ever heard. And I, she does other books besides Marissa. And she they're, does. They're she incredible. does a lot. She did the um, the Caraval series. Yep. Uh, and it was beautiful. It was very well done. Yep. She also did Sadie. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, the, Sadie had multiple narrators, but she she was one of the main narrators on Sadie. Yeah, that's exciting. She's, she's, she's done a million things. She is incredibly talented. Um, someday maybe I'll get her on the podcast, too. She's very busy. Oh, yeah. I, she and I have tried a couple of times, but our, our schedules just never seem to overlap in the right way. So maybe someday. Yeah. Yeah, that was the same with us. Um, we got in contact with her when we were doing our Sadie episode. And she was like, yeah, I'd really love to do it. But, you know. Yeah. Well, and also the t- at the time I emailed her, she had just had a, a baby. And same. Yeah, yeah, she was super busy taking care of her tiny humans. So. Yes. Yeah, very understandable. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I am reading. I finished a reread of Bloodlines. It was amazing, of course, except the ending. Always feels a little like <laughs> underwhelming for me, but that's just because yeah. I want more. And now I'm doing a reread of the Harry Potter series. I'm on book four. I always start on book three, though, so don't be too impressed. Also, another audiobook narrator who's incredibly talented, Jim Dale, who does all of the Harry Potter books. Of course, yes. Just magnificently talented. The The voices he can do is just absolutely amazing. Yeah, he's fantastic. Oh. He also did The Night Circus. 
which is a great book as well. He also did, I want to say a Beauty and the Beast retelling, but I forget which one. I think it's Ooh. a Beast's Heart or something like that. Because hmm. I remember I started listening to it and I was like, I know this voice. <laughs> Who is this? I know hey. this voice. <laughs> I, I love audiobooks so much and I it bums me out that they don't get uh, the credit they deserve. And I think people who who don't think audiobooks are, quote, real reading should um, really think and evaluate why we read and why we enjoy stories. Yes. Because it's not to compete with the different formats. No. And, you know, there are so many studies, uh, don't get the librarian out in me, but there are so many studies <laughs> that uh, show that listening to an audiobook activates the same sensors in your brain mm-hmm. that reading an actual like reading text does. So it's the same thing. And you know what? Storytelling has been around for so much longer than the printed word. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a great thing to say because it really has. Yeah. Especially if you're listening to this podcast and you like fairy tales because guess where they started? Hey. <laughs> Okay, speaking of people who like my podcast, I have an email, (laughs) which I cannot stress enough how that never happens. Um, I've probably had a total of like 10 emails, maybe 15, and we've been doing the podcast for three and a half years. (laughs) So it's pretty rare. So this is from Caitlin. Hi, I know you don't usually get emails on the podcast, and I had a few questions. Thank you, Miss Caitlin. Very (laughs) appreciated. Question one, what's a reference that only people who listen to Prince Kai Fan Pod would understand? Mine is Omega Bob. 100%, Miss Caitlin. <laughs> and if you tune in to the episode for Thanksgiving that will be coming out in a couple of weeks, you will have a fun Omega Bob surprise to listen to. <laughs> uh, that's all I will say about that so that it is an actual surprise. <laughs> Do you know Omega Bob? Do you listen enough to know I, Omega Bob? I don't. I don't. I'm sorry to say, but you know. So I, I got Bob. my own podcast I'm working on. Here. I know, right? And all these books you have to read and stuff. I know. So Omega Bob is when we were reading book two, Scarlet, and Scarlet and Wolf show up at the opera house, it's filled with already lit candles. And we joked, like, who would have had to light those candles? <laughs> and we decided that it was probably Omega Bob. And that it was like an initiation. And that every time he had a candle lit, one of the alphas would come behind him and blow it out. <laughs> And so he'd be like, you guys. And like, yeah. Um, so that's Omega Bob. I actually have some Omega Bob merch on the on the T Public site if you want some stickers and stuff. That is and amazing. Uh, I have a really exciting Omega Bob secret uh, surprise planned for Thanksgiving this year. So that yeah. is wonderful. I think I recorded an episode with you like the next one after that part of Scarlet. Oh, okay. So you just barely missed it. I just missed it. Yeah. Yeah. You missed all the fun that was that uh, concept, which I still love. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty sure I recorded the episode where we're in the opera house. And yeah, because I remember I asked you to do the male voice because I don't have, I don't have a good scary voice. (laughs) You did. Yeah. (laughs) And now I have the perfect scary voice because Quentin does it. Ooh, have nice. you heard Quentin's scary voice? Yeah, I think you shared that with me. Yeah, he did a fantastic job. Um, he was actually on his first episode a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's precious. Very exciting. Yeah. Well, he did a, a bonus episode of Wally a few years ago. So his first like chapter episode was a couple weeks ago. So yeah, I don't know, Caitlin. I think I would agree with you. I think like 
only people who listen to the podcast would understand Omega Bob. I'm not sure if there's a better like undertone reference than Omega Bob. I don't know. I'll think I'll think about it, but that might be the if you don't listen to the podcast, you don't know that one, you know. <laughs> Do you think your podcast is like that? Like if people listen to your podcast, there's like this reference they would get, but it's only people who listen that would understand. Oh, 100%. I mean, is it the um Oh, what's the wiener bag, right? Yeah, don't be a wiener bag is yeah. one. Um, I mean, we have we've, we've got so many shirts in our shop on Redbubble that are just one hundred percent inside jokes as a podcast. So love it, love it. <laughs> yeah, I think that probably the best one I could come up with is Omega Bob. I don't think I can come up with something better, listeners. If you can think of something better. PrinceKaiFanPod at gmail.com. Let me know. You're going to get so many emails. God, I wish. (laughs) Question two from Caitlin. Without giving spoilers, can you say what chapters are saved for specific people in the future? I was super excited that I got to save two chapters in Heartless when I joined the Patreon and thought it might be interesting to hear what other people have wanted. Um, I don't think it's giving away spoilers. A lot of it is Patreon members because that's, you know, that's a perk of Patreon is that you get to be on an episode. Um, and because I plan my episodes pretty far in advance, I basically give people the opportunity like, hey, is there, you know, is there a really specific chapter where you're like, oh, my God, I just have to talk about that opera house scene. You have no idea what it would mean to me. So, yeah, I know that Cassie from of Slippers and Spindles podcast has claimed a lot. <laughs> let me let me give like a little scroll here. So she claimed chapters 61 and 62. Hi, Cassie, if you're listening. 65 and 66. (laughs) 75, 82 and 83, 88 and 89, 90 and 91, and of course the end, 92 and 93, um, 97. And then she also wants to do the bonus Snow White episode. But of course I'm going to have Slippers and Spindles do the Snow White episode. Like who else would do it besides the... The fairy tale expert podcast, right? That's perfect. Yeah. Um. I don't know if anybody else has claimed stuff. I know I have uh, one Patreon member. I'm not going to give names because Patreon is private and there's a lot of people underage. But um, one person claimed chapters 71 and 72. Somebody else claimed chapters 73 and 74. I've got someone for 88. I've got someone for 91. Um. And my sister really wants to do the four-year anniversary episode, which I don't know what that'll be yet, right? Um, Oh, and my sister wants to do the Princess Switch 2 as our bonus Christmas slash Hanukkah episode. So that's probably what we're going to do this year. Because also, I really love those movies, and I have no shame. (laughs) (laughs) I have no shame. I absolutely adore those movies. (laughs) And there are not a lot of Hanukkah Christmas-style rom-coms, so... Uh, the Jewish in me is really bummed about that because there's like a million Christmas movies. There are too many Christmas movies. Christmas movies are not my thing. I like a couple of them. Okay. Actually, I like, there's four that I like. I like all three of the Princess Switch movies with Vanessa Hudgens and I like the Christmas Prince. Yeah. See, here's, (laughs) here's where we disconnect. Bethany, uh-huh. you are a romance rom-com yes, fan. I am. And I 
am not. Give me mm. all the horror. Give me all the gore. <laughs> give me all, like, just the worst thing that anyone would ever want to read or watch. And I'm like, yes, front row, I am here. <laughs> You're so much more precious than I am. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, just get, <laughs> I just get nightmares very easily. <laughs> I've actually been playing a game called Grounded uh, with my husband and our friend Jeremy. And it is this game where you get shrunk down to a teeny tiny size and you have to fight all these bugs in the backyard. And I was getting nightmares about giant spiders. <laughs> you are adorable. <laughs> getting these giant, giant spiders that are like the size of a car. It's, they're, they're terrifying. Why are you so cute? Oh, my gosh. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Good thing there's no video. People would see me blush. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about the very last question from Caitlin. Are you going to do song titles for all of the books or just the Lunar Chronicles? I plan on doing it for all of the books because I think it's super fun. I feel like if you didn't do song titles for the chapters, like, I don't know what I would do with myself. I don't know what I would do instead. Like, we only have two segments. <laughs> like, um, yeah, and I already have, like, a bunch of ideas for all the other um, books, especially since we just got a new Taylor Swift album and one of the songs is called Karma and Marissa has a book called Instant Karma. So, I mean... There's got to be a chapter in there somewhere I can use that for. There's got to be. There just has one. to be. There's also Wonderland, which is basically the entire Heartless book in one song. Yep. I mean, yeah, I don't, I can't, I can't imagine not doing song titles at this point. It's probably one of my favorite segments. I always enjoy scouring and thinking of something to use. Whenever oh, really? I, yeah, whenever I yeah. get to, to be on. It's really fun. Sometimes something will come to me, like while I'm reading the chapter, I'll get an inspiration for something where I'm like, this is perfect. And sometimes I spend hours like trying to find the perfect like lyrics. Yeah. You know, because I really I'm such a lyrically driven person when it comes to music. That's why I like artists like Taylor Swift and Fall Out Boy, because their lyrics are so specific and complicated and they tell this big story. And so when I'm trying to find the right song for these chapters, it's usually pretty heavy in terms of like where the lyrics line up with right. the song. Otherwise, it's literally no, there's no connection other than like a name. I only have two, <laughs> I only have two zones. <laughs> I'm either all in or not in at all. <laughs> there is no middle ground. Yeah, no. <laughs> but a big thank you to Caitlin for sending me that email because I was really excited to get an email and I did promise her I would read it on an episode. So there you go, Caitlin. I lived up to my part of the bargain. That was really fun. Thank you. I do have not really an email, but I got, you know, like I have a website and somebody sent me like one of those little contact forms of just asking what the book schedule is. Oh, I do actually have it all planned out if you want to go to the Prince Kai Fan Pod website and take a look. That's how organized I am. But organized is the nice way of saying chaotic, I think. But I actually do have the whole thing planned out. So you can go to the Prince Kai Fan Pod website right now and look it up. Uh, if you don't want to wait, I'll give you like a quick rundown. We're going to do everything in order. So when we're done with winter, we're doing the graphic novels. We're going to do Stars Above. We're going to do um, the COVID short story. I want to do the TLC deleted scenes. I think those are going to be fun to look at. 
Those were really fun to read. Yeah, they were really fun. And they're really fun in terms of like seeing how her craft has improved over the Mm -hmm. years and and how her design and concept and idea for the book changed during the writing process. So yeah, I think those will be some fun episodes. After TLC, we're going to do The Sea Witch, which is a short story from the anthology Because You Love to Hate Me. Uh, That's just going to be one episode. And then we're going to do Heartless, which will take, I think about, I think I have it. I think I have Heartless scheduled to about a year and a half. (laughs) So, you know. It is, (laughs) it's always so mind blowing to me when you're like, yes, and we're going to do this episode in approximately three and one quarter years. And I'm like, yes, of course, that's exactly what you're doing. (laughs) Well, right now, it looks like we're supposed to start Heartless in April of 2024. That just, so we just still have a while. Yeah, I still have like a year and a half. Yeah. But then after Heartless, we're going to do Gold in the Roots of the Grass, which is a short story from the anthology A Tyranny of Petticoats. Then the Renegade Trilogy, then the Phantom of Linkshire Manor, which is another short story Marissa wrote, um, Instant Karma. Then we're going to do the One Bed Trope, which is a short story from the anthology Serendipity. Then we will do Gilded. Then we will do Cursed. And after that, we will do whatever she's written. She promised me I wouldn't run out of material. No. So I'm assuming there's going to be lots more after Cursed for us to cover. And if you're wondering right now, the plan is to start Gilded in... (laughs) You're going to love this in January of 2027. So it will be a while before we get there. I cannot stress that enough. And that's at our current pace, which is doing an episode every other week. I don't know if I can. I I used to do it every week and it was exhausting. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know if I if I if I would go back to every week or if I'll keep the every other week concept. I guess it depends on how impatient everybody gets. Yeah, look, I mean, when <laughs> when Gilded came out and you did your special, mm-hmm. I got to be in on that. So I was going to ask you. Fun. It was a yeah. lot of fun. I was going to ask you if you're going to do Cursed. We, I do. I have a plan. Um, if you go to the Instagram, you'll see it. But I should have mentioned it on episode because not everybody has social media. But there is a plan right now to have a Cursed released party. And the, the fun part of it is I actually have... I don't know why I pronounced that word that I've way. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> but I also have some raffle giveaway that I'm going to do, including books, like a signed copy of one of Marissa's book and a bunch of like fairy loot stuff that I have that I, you know, don't really have anything to do with. Um, but the party is going to be November 8th at 5 p.m. Um, Pacific time. You can sign up for it right now at the link in our bio. You don't have to be a Patreon member. You don't have to be a you know, a podcast listener or whatever, you can just go and sign up on Zoom. I think I have like a hundred tickets reserved and pe- there've only been like 10 sold. So there's plenty left if anybody wants to come to the party. That's really fun. <laughs> yeah. Th- those parties are a lot of fun. We do like cosplay and trivia and games and lots of chatter, you know, lots of chatter, but um, lots of fun. And I assume at some point, maybe the fictional hangover podcast will do an episode on gilded or cursed or, or, you know, and then I'll be invited. Yeah. You know, you, you can come on the show if you read anything else. It doesn't have to be a Marissa Meyer book. I mean, take a look at my Goodreads and just tell me what you want to talk about. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What did I, I I wonder if there's anything I recently read that you would actually, Oh, Oh, um, um, 
Dark Room Etiquette by Robin Rowe is a suspense thriller. It is my first. It gave me several nightmares. It's very intense, but I also think it's super good. So, well, excuse me while I add that to my list. (laughs) Since you like the suspense thriller vibe. I do. And actually, I got to interview that author for an episode. It was really cool. Um, And if you're bored and want to add more work to your own shelf, she's she's looking to do more podcast uh, episodes. And I told her that a lot of podcasters will say yes if you just if you just ask. Yeah. See, like uh, Fictional Hangover, we have monthly themes. So we do you have a kidnapping theme? We, you know, we don't have a kidnapping theme, but we might have to. See, this is where, this is where we go out so far into the future, like you do. Like, what, what themes are we going to have? Because I'm pretty sure that next year has approximately 27 months based on <laughs> the amount of themes we've come <laughs> up with. So. I love that, though. A Slippers and Spindles also does themes, and I get really excited about seeing, like, everything that falls into a specific category. Mm. Yeah, this month yeah. on Fictional Hangover is, let's see, is it is it November now for? It's It'll be it? November in, like, a week. When? Yeah, when is, yeah, this, so. This episode will come out on Halloween, I believe, so basically oh. November, yeah. Okay, yeah, so um, October for us was All Vampires All the Time. Which, I mean, if you listen to any episodes of Fictional Hangover, you know that we're obsessed with vampires. It's um, just a way for me to add more to my TV, right? TBR. Yeah. Because um, until reading uh, until reading Vampire Academy, my experience was Buffy and Twilight. Now I'm, like, obsessed with all the other stuff. That's great. Well, we do. <laughs> we have Vampire Book Club that started when we started talking about Vampire Academy. And now that was last year's, like overarching theme and this year we are doing the Sookie Stackhouse books and next year we're doing a couple of three or four part book series so it's not going to be all year long one book series okay didn't you just do one where it was historical fiction right yeah, well, we started the curtsies and conspiracies. We we started the Gail Carriger books because that's Miss Gail is very important to my co-host and I, Claire. Um, she's really important to our the beginning of our relationship, and we so we decided for the exceptionally British month that we were going to start. Ms. Claire Gale is very British school. when she, she wants to be. <laughs> she is. So that's, that's why we did that one. And then we did a pirate month. So yeah, that's, yeah. We're weird over on fictional hangover. I think everyone should come and listen to us. So we're very mature though. We, we, we say a lot of curse words on fictional hangover. So yeah, I I block all of mine out. <laughs> I know I'm holding. I'm really holding back, Bethany. Oh no, I, you're fine. I have a very cute little noise. I play. I don't want you to have to bleep me. I don't want you to have to edit me more than you already do have to edit me. Well, and you know why I have a cute noise is because when I listen to other podcasts and they have the like noise, it like really you it's know it's like, ah, that's my ears. Yeah. So I have like a very soft noise. No, see, we just let them all fly. On fictional hangover. You hear that, kids? You can hear any cuss word you want. You can just head it's right true. on over. You can. And 
children, you can also uh, use our podcast to cheat on your homework, which we have, we have had people do and also tell teachers. us about. Yes. If you don't feel like reading the book you're making your kids read, I got probably you. probably an episode on it. I got you. Full Including, on summary. Including there is an episode on Renegades and Cinder, isn't there? Yes. Have you done yeah. Heartless yet? No. No. These are the ones that like go on the back burner. So it's like, well, yeah. we don't really have anything to do for this week. So what are we going to dig up? And we'll we'll pull out one of those that we started the series 100 years ago and need to finish it up. Well, if you ever do a kidnapped month, I highly recommend okay. Dark Room Etiquette by Robin Rowe. And I definitely volunteer. And if you feel like doing another author interview, I know she's available. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, moving on. Let's talk about some super cool fan art that we have. I'm really excited for the first one because I don't think we get a lot of this. So this is from Katari14 on the Lunar Fandom Wiki, and it is of Wolf. The reason I'm excited about this is because I feel like a lot of times when we have fan art of Wolf, it's far away or he's kissing Scarlet. Mm -hmm. So in this one, we actually get like a pretty good close-up of his face, and I think it's a good image of him like being half wolf half human yeah i like it it's a it's a great work of art yeah and i like that it's for those of you who aren't looking at it you can go find it on instagram and on the prince kai fan website but i like that it's just like charcoal pencil there's no mm -hmm. like shading there's no colors there's no graphics um i love those kinds of artworks but mm -hmm. i think for this particular style it works really well because it doesn't distract from any of the details you can take in the details of the shape of his ears how his eyes are kind of sunken how um his nose actually does have kind of a, a snout like shape to it if mm -hmm. you look at it long enough his sideburns are, are actually kind of more mutton choppy than sideburns yeah I just really liked it yeah I like it a lot if I could change one thing I would give him his piercing green eyes yeah I would want to see the teeth too Oh, yeah. I do have a thing about teeth. So, yeah. 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 But if you like green eyes, I have them. So, Well, and that might be why I like you so much. 2% of the population. I'm very rare. That's amazing. My eyes are gray. And everyone's like, oh, oh. your eyes blue? Like, no. No. Gray, gray, I think, is rare too, isn't it? Or no? Am I wrong about that? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I don't know eyeball statistics. I just know green because people always tell me, like, did you know that's a rare color? And I'm like, Ooh. sure. I always tell people I grew them myself. <laughs> I the eyes are too. so pretty. And I'm like, thanks, I grew them myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give my mom any credit. No. So <laughs> this next one is super fun. It's from Winter and Scarlet by Hannah Williams. You guys. If you haven't looked at it, you really, really need to. Again, you can go to the Instagram. You can go to the Prince Kai Fanpod website. If you're not allowed to utilize those resources, just email me. I'd be happy to send this to you. It is so much fun. It's it's Scarlet in Winter, and it has the text of, of Winter singing the wolf song. And then it's got, in the next image, it's the wolves. And they're like, she's crazy what's going on I love the facial expression I love the colors I love the the concept of it I love the font they use like just <laughs> everything about these two images is just pure gold I really love Scarlett's face <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god what it's is like you poor thing now? what's going on 
Ooh. And I like her stance. Like she's got her shoulders. Yeah, she is hunched. up and everything. She is. <laughs> she is ready for all of the wolves in the next panel to just go bonkers on them. And I, love I it. like their their facial expressions too. One of them I is know. like, "What's going on?" And the other one is like, "How should I know?" <laughs> But it's so much fun. So big thank you to both those artists for letting me share their work. And remember, if you want to share your artwork, you can submit it to princekaisampod at gmail.com or contact me on Instagram. Last week, Patreon members got to vote for chapter titles, which I apparently did not put in my notes. So let's (laughs) let's zoom over to Patreon real quick and see what those were. (laughs) Look, you've been you've been busy. Right? So it's okay. Yeah, if you're not on Patreon, you don't know that I've actually been in the hospital. I was in the hospital for like four days. So I'm like super far behind on most of most everything, especially laundry. That got out of hand real fast. Oh, I bet it did. (laughs) It's a lot of good thing I don't have a job because I can wear PJs. (laughs) You just be naked around the house, Bethany. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Except when I'm supposed to like answer the door. Mm. So chapter 53 is A Sky Full of Stars by The Piano Guys. And chapter 54 is That's What Friends Are For by Dionne Warwick, which I was really excited about because a lot of my Patreon members are young and I'm pretty sure they have no idea who Dionne Warwick is, but that's okay. (laughs) Maybe they just saw the title and they were like, yeah, that sounds legit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, should we actually do some chapter discussion? We probably should. I feel like we should. We should. So let's start with chapter 55. Last week, we left off with Cinder being rescued by Thorne, Jason, Iko, and Cress, and they were planning on finding Sanctuary while they recover. Today, we start off with Winter and Scarlet. We have not seen them since Chapter 43, when Winter was like, we should go recruit some wolf soldiers, and for some reason, Scarlet was like, I'll go with you. (laughs) (laughs) So they've been searching the lava tube for hours, and here's my first question. Timeline. Currently in our other portion of the story, Cinder was imprisoned for over a day. They also had to travel from the outer sector to the palace. Then there's the time it took for the trial and for her to swim and for her to get rescued. So I'm thinking it's been about 28, 30 hours, somewhere around there. So have the girls been traveling for the last 30 hours or or are we picking up with them where we left off? I think we're probably picking up with them where they were left off because that's a really long time for Scarlet to be putting up with winter in the lava tubes. That's <laughs> like, also a really long walk. Like if you figure is. if you figure the average person walks it takes them an hour to walk three miles. That's the average. Then they've they've walked like ten miles. Yeah. And they've just been walking for a day and a half with no food or water. And nowhere to pee, I'm assuming, since they're in a lava tube, like unless they want to just like squat in a corner or something. So I'm going to go with we're picking up with them maybe a couple hours later because it says they've been walking for hours. So I'm going to say maybe like three or four hours later at the most. It doesn't mention them being hungry, tired or thirsty, just annoyed that they've been walking for a long time. So I feel like it can't be super long. No, I think that's a good three, three hour max. You would be annoyed by having walked so long. Right. I think so, too. Because also, like, I walk. I walk on a treadmill every day, and I get hungry and thirsty and tired, and I don't want to do it anymore after, like, half an hour. So <laughs> I assume that doing it in a dusty lava tube while the threat of the universe hangs on your shoulders is also kind of stressful. A and little that you bit. might get thirsty and a little tired, and your feet might hurt. 
<laughs> only a little bit though only a little bit though because that's my thing is like how are they not thirsty i guess maybe they brought water and they just didn't tell us probably i mean but like i feel like i'd be thirsty yeah and it's probably you know your question about them having to pee too like we don't always mention in text when we're going to the bathroom because right. it's just not that interesting sometimes so it's not that interesting plus we can make certain assumptions right we don't have to constantly like after a bathroom break, or I need to go take a bathroom break, or after I went to Tinkle Town, which is what my husband calls it when he has to go potty. I think your husband might be more adorable than you are. I really think he is. <laughs> Tinkle Town is delightful. Yeah. <laughs> so Winter is absolutely determined she's going to defeat Lavana. No one is going to get in her way. She just has to pay attention and walk down this hallway and... What she really should have done is paid attention a long time ago because she's like, oh, I was never actually that involved and I don't know anything about these wolf soldiers. (laughs) Although in in Winter's defense, Lavana didn't really care enough to like make sure she was involved. So, you know, I'm kind of okay with it. You're right. I mean, how much does Lavana love Winter? Not at all. Negative amounts. Right. So why would she even want to? The only reason why I think she would ever have ever mentioned these soldiers to Winter would be to terrify her. Yeah. In which case, Winter would probably not be paying a lot of attention just out of self-preservation. Yeah. I mean, she'll just be sitting over in the corner with the walls bleeding. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I think that that's just how it is. Yeah. For, for poor Winter. Um, so we do get a little bit of interesting history of Luna, Luna here, um, on page 474. I'll read it, but I'm probably going to insert Rebecca Solaire later because she does a better job. Um, but one thing I want to say before we talk about it is that there is a PDF of lunar history on Marissa's website, and we are going to do an episode on it after the end of the series. So... (laughs) In the year 2032. Right? (laughs) If you want more information on it, you can get it from there. We get a little bit of a quick summary here. The cave looked like it had since it had first been carved out by molten lava billions of years ago. Back then, Luna had been a place of heat and transformation. It was difficult to fathom now in these cold, barren caverns, left to exist in quiet darkness. When Earthens had first built their colony, they had made temporary homes of the vast interconnected lava tubes while the domes were under construction, and afterward converted them into storage and shuttle rails. Only recently had they been used for something violent and grotesque. Secret barracks for a secret army. So it's like a very teeny tiny bit of information about like how they terraformed the planet. Mm-hmm. I think that's the right word. Yes. Okay. And I really do want to do an episode on the lunar history because I want more information than this. But since this is the information we've been given, how long ago do we think that they came to Luna? I think it's been several hundred years because they have a huge population. I almost feel like it would be like in the near future of our time. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I was thinking that maybe like two or three hundred years. That's a long time. I know, but they have, like, a bunch of stuff up there. Well, you know, rockets are fast. That's true. We just saw billionaires go into space because they could. Yeah. 
Yeah. See, and so what's next in our current timeline? Billionaires going to space for funsies. Living on the moon is happening in, you know, 15 years. You know, I think it really would just take a certain amount of determination. Remember, well, not remember because we're not that old. Okay. But if you care enough about history, um, we went to the moon between 1968 and 1969. And we went because the Russians said they were going to go and we wanted to do it first. And we managed to create an entire like NASA system out of nowhere and put somebody on the moon in like three years, simply yeah. because we wanted to beat the USSR. So maybe we just need the right motivation. We do. And then we'll have us a nice little dome up on Luna. We'll have to come up with a better name. We will. Or Marissa's going to get a lot of royalties, one of the two. Well, you know, we like Marissa. So yeah, let's give her some more money. Pay for those girls to go to college. Yeah, she's got, she, she's got two babies. They deserve to go to college. They do. And that's they can, not getting any cheaper. No, they can go to college on the moon, maybe. Ooh, maybe. That would be very interesting. But I, I do like getting a tiny bit of information about, you know, the fact that they used to live in the cave and now they live here. I wish there was more information, but I guess we'll get to that. I haven't actually read the lunar history. I just know it's on the website. So I'm assuming it has a bunch more than I know. Right? Yeah, probably. It's got more than this, for sure. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Because there's, like, two paragraphs here, most of which is descriptive, but not actually uh, informative. Yeah, not any real history. Yeah. So this this is a pretty short chapter. Um, Cinder and Scarlet are just walking, 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 and... It's really, that's really all they're doing. It's kind of like the camping scenes in the last Harry Potter. There's <laughs> some stuff going on, like there's conversations and whatnot, but mostly they're just walking. Um, I do like the conversation between Winter and Scarlet, where Winter is actually the one that thinks they're not monsters, even though Scarlet is the one who's been able to emotionally connect with someone who's gone through a similar transformation. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's a really interesting... Uh, perspective. I think it shows a lot about how open-minded Winter is and how closed off Scarlet is. And I mean closed off, not closed-minded. I think a lot of Scarlet being closed off is simply self-preservation emotionally. Yes, definitely. She's protecting herself. Mm -hmm. But I love, I love Winter. I love how just delightful she is and everything she says is, you know, minus the fact that the walls are bleeding and she's freezing <laughs> from the inside out. Like a lot of the stuff that she says is really positive and optimistic. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice way to, to have an outlook on the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's, I don't know about how much information people want to know about Bethany, but I've been suffering from a pretty bad depression since losing my dad. And one of the things that is supposed to help with that is just like forcing yourself to be as optimistic as possible. And so anytime you want to be upset about anything, you kind of have to be like, what is one thing I could do? Like, how could I spin this? That it's a good thing, that it's something to like find hope in. And I feel like winter does that with everything that happens to her, with everything that happens around her, she just finds a way to make it hopeful. Yeah, she's she's one of my favorite characters throughout the entire series. I would agree with that. I just want to there are some times where I just want to give her a hug. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she needs a hug and she would probably be a very good hugger. And an electric yeah. blanket. 
Man, if you've ever actually, if you've lived in the cold and had an electric blanket, those things are magic, okay? (laughs) I grew up in the cold. Like, when we left Nebraska, it was negative 16 degrees, and that was a warm day. So, like, those electric blankets, I'm telling you, they are toasty. You can get them for, like, 30 bucks at Costco. So, if you're ever one of those people that's like, I'm always cold, highly recommend. (laughs) I'm glad you're you're like is Costco sponsoring this episode? Are you God I wish wouldn't, wouldn't that be? be amazing? That's one hell of a sponsor, Costco. Costco weighted blankets. Not oh, weighted sorry, blankets. Not weighted blankets. Be an anxiety Costco attack. electric blankets. <laughs> electric blankets, yeah. I mean, they usually probably do have weighted what blankets. What if they have but I don't like weighted them. electric blankets? <laughs> Ooh, would that would be interesting. Who do you weighted blankets are like all the rage? Who do who do we think besides winter would would be like? Yes, I want a weighted blanket. Um, Ico just for the novelty of it. Yeah, and I want to say Thorn, but I don't know why. I mean, I could see it. Yeah, yeah, maybe because Thorn is very much like. I don't know, kind of like an animal, and they have like thunder shirts yes, for dogs. It's a, so I'm thinking it's like a human thunder shirt. <laughs> it would like it would like comfort him. <laughs> and I think Cress would appreciate a an electric blanket. She's so tiny. There's nothing. See, to keep but her she warm. would probably create. She and Cinder would team up to like program and create their own. They would come up with like an electric. They would come up with like an electrically heated. They would mattress or something. To keep you warm yeah, from the bottom would. up. <laughs> yeah. So we know what uh, what Cinder and Cress are doing on their days off. <laughs> building heated mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> and while they are building these heated mattresses, Winter is singing. Mm. Singing about these these wolves. Uh, I like the lyrics. They're they very interesting. They really are. Fat and, <laughs> fat and bones and marrow and meat. We only wanted a snack to eat. Did she just make this I up? I hope so. <laughs> She's very talented. She she could be the next Taylor Swift. She's like, keep an iPhone by your bed and in the middle of the night when you get an idea, you just 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 sing. Yeah, just, just take sing it, it out, out, record it, come back to it the next day. Yeah. <laughs> It's a very interesting. I don't know. That's that's a really good one. I just I just like it rhymes. It has the perfect amount of syllables. It's nice and scary. It's very objectively on the nose for what's it happening. Is. There's in the no story. beating around the bush here. We know exactly what is yeah. happening in this song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, before we end the chapter, I do want to talk about this teeny tiny little moment, um, where, uh, Winter and Scarlet are fighting about how long they're supposed to keep doing this. And Scarlet says, all right, but only 30 more minutes and then we're leaving. (laughs) And I thought that that was kind of adorable. It's like when your kid won't go to bed and you're like one more episode and then it's bedtime. I mean it. No more, no more Paw Patrol. (laughs) Or like when I was a kid, it was one more chapter. Yeah, I mean, it's always one more chapter for us. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
yeah, I just thought that was really cute. Um, and then I like the way that we end where Winter says she'll get Scarlet a pack. I know. Pack. That was very precious. And she kisses her head, yeah. which is really cute. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Super cute. Okay, so let's talk about your uh, song choice for this uh, chapter since we talked about how much we like to come up with songs. Yeah, might as well. Might talk as well. About it. Um, I went with Underground by David Bowie, the song from The Labyrinth. Nice. Yes. Very oh, good album. So good. I love David Bowie. But yeah, that's that's what I went with. Uh, let me pull up the lyrics. I do have, I did have something and I did not take notes on it. So there was, okay. So, uh, the lines of this song that stood out to me for this chapter are, uh, but down in the underground, you'll find someone true. That's really that part. Um, because they're down there and they're looking, you know, they're looking for help. But then I also just love down in the underground, a land serene, a crystal moon. Like uh, this is just, this is just Luna right here. And then David Bowie goes ah, for a long time after that. Um, and you can leave that in. Oh yeah. Um, I will do that. Maybe it'll be a part of the I commercial think for the episode. If, I mean, if you don't do that, <laughs> I you're really missing out. <laughs> but I also, I mean, there's a couple of other lines like life can't be easy. No one can blame me for walking away. Like, it's just, it's a really, it's a really good song for this chapter, I think. I would agree with you. I think it's a very good choice. And now all I want to do yeah, is listen to David Bowie. So way to go, me. What are you doing? What's your pick? Well, every time I think of Labyrinth, I want to go Ooh, listen to Magic yes. Dance. So that's where my brain that's is. That's fine. That's also fine. <laughs> oh, that's my childhood in one song, nice. basically. <laughs> so I chose Whatever It Takes by Imagine Dragons. Very good band. I actually recently saw them in concert. They were phenomenal live. First of all, I really like the concept that Winter and Scarlet are taking such a big risk here because they're literally walking into mm-hmm. a wolf's den and just hoping for the best outcome. And I, I appreciate that Winter is actually the optimistic one and Scarlet is just like, well, I can't in good conscience let Winter die, so I guess I'm going with her. Like, those are my options. <laughs> so the first line is falling too fast to prepare for this. Tripping in the world could be dangerous. They did not plan this out, and it doesn't sound like they've spent the last three hours of walking coming up with a game no, plan definitely. either. So definitely, although they should have at least like written a speech have. or but something. Based on that, what you just said alone, you know they haven't been walking for thirty miles. Oh, no, sorry, no, 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 no. But previously, you were like, ha- "Have they been walking?" Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "How long?" Is-? I was like, "It's been thirty hours." Like, how yeah, long is that? Yeah. No, they haven't come up with a lot. They've just been like walking in fear and frustration, which I get. I'm not judging them. I mean, I wouldn't walk into a wolf's den, but I'm not <laughs> judging them. I just think that I think that they haven't put a lot of thought and planning into it, despite the fact that they've had this entire walk yeah, to do ten so. mile walk, thirty hours, <laughs> at least in one. <laughs> Everybody waiting for the fall of man, everybody praying for the end of time, everybody hoping they could be the one. I was born to run. I was born for this. 
nobody besides Winter could walk into this wolf cave and hope for the no. best. Cress would be too scared. Thorn would be too scared. Wolf himself wouldn't really want to deal with the other guys. He would think he's too good for it. If anything, he would walk in there and yeah. tell them to listen to him. And he would just beat up the biggest guy and be like, let's go. Yep. Right? Bender has too much going on. She does not have time for this. I go, I mean, maybe, but she would probably just complain about how gross they are. Oh, I'm sure are. she would. And you guys, we love Cress, but come on. She's afraid of her own shadow. She's not going in there. <laughs> I love her. She's very brave in multiple scenarios. Not this Not one. This one. No. No. Not she's, this one. She's brave behind a computer screen. Yes. Or, yeah. So, <laughs> the part that is a little disturbing, it has, actually doesn't happen in this chapter, but I think it's heavily implied by, and it reminds me of the song that Winter sang, which is, whip, whip, run me like a racehorse, pull me like a ripcord. I want to be the slip, word up on your lip, rip, rip, break me down and build me up. So it's about ripping somebody apart and putting yeah. them back together. And I think it goes with Winter's song about like bone and marrow and I flesh. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of lyrics. I could read you guys the whole song. It's actually a really fun song too. It has a really good beat to it. It's on one of my playlists for running. Let's talk about chapter quotes. Ooh, I have two from this one. Yes. Um, something about the way this one is worded, it really made me happy because, I mean, it's winter. She's like, but did you know Luna started its life as a giant ball of magma, liquid and burning? Like, liquid and burning. I love it so much. It's made of liquid and burning. Like... I love your voices when you do it. That's what that's what <laughs> sells you. it for me. Yeah, so that one, I like that one. And um, I also like, I'm beginning to think we're all going to end up wolf food anyway by the time this is over. Which is true, because they probably are. Rip, rip. 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 Bone and marrow <laughs> and flesh. <laughs> uh, so mine was page 478. He is your wolf now, and you are his alpha. Uh, I really love how committed Winter is to Scarlet and Wolf's relationship. <laughs> Remember earlier when she told when she told Scarlet that she loved him? She's like, Scarlet, you're in love with Wolf, even if you don't realize it yet. Like, I don't know why, but I really love how invested she is in somebody else's relationship. I think it's I very think it's cute. Very cute too. I I love Winter and Scarlet yeah. together. I love their dynamic. They have a good they dynamic. Do. I mean, sometimes I yeah. feel like Scarlet's a little harsh. But that's yeah, but Scarlet. that's Scarlet, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, that's her personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of those things, every time I think, I'm like, man, she's too harsh. And I try to come up with, like, a concept. It's really easy for me to sort of defend why she behaves the way that she does. Because there are some times where I'm like, okay, she's being way too harsh. And then, like, a scene later, someone will treat Winter like she's a fragile piece of glass. Like, she'll break if somebody just looks at her the wrong way. And I'm like, well, she needs to have at least one person who's going to solidify her. Yes. Yeah. Hey, I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. We're the hosts of Fictional Hangover Podcast. Fictional Hangover is a podcast about young adult and new adult books, series, authors, and voice actors that is full of spoilers. 
New episodes are released every Wednesday. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on fictionalhangover.com. Remember, the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book. Now, back to the episode. Okay, so chapter 56. We are doing three chapters for this episode because they basically are all the same scene. Just for some reason, Marissa wanted to give us a lot of chapters. They get to, uh, they finally get to the barracks. They come up to these big, huge doors. And we find out there's over 100 soldiers. But I want to talk about the numbers Mm -hmm. specifically. It says Lunar Regiment 117 packs 1,009 to 1,020. If each pack has 11, that's a lot of people. And this is just the wolves. This isn't the entire moon population. This isn't, you know, including the aristocrats or everybody. No, in each this is sector. just the wolves living yeah. in the lava tubes. It's not even the ones that are on Earth. It's an insane amount. And this is only one of them. We don't know how many there are past right. 1,020. So it's just like it's really, there's there's a lot of people living on this rock. And in it. <laughs> yes yes and in it for sure (laughs) so we get to the the doors and scarlet scarlet and winter crack me up they're like oh we can still leave right winter finally realizes that this might not have been the best idea (laughs) when they're there in front of everyone (laughs) she goes why did you follow me i don't know winter why did i follow you Excellent question. Oh, I love Scarlett's summary on page 480. This is one of those moments where I'm like, okay, this is why Scarlett is kind of harsh with the world. I don't know. Call me crazy. Winter shut her eyes. I won't. You are not damaged like I am. You are not a hundred scattered pieces blowing farther and farther away from each other. How would you know? Listing her head, Winter dared to look up again. Scarlet leaned against the regolith wall. My father was a liar and a drunk. My mother left when I was a kid and never looked back. I witnessed a man kill my grandmother and then rip out her throat with his teeth. I was kept in a cage for six weeks. I was forced to cut off my own finger. I'm pretty sure I'm falling in love with a guy who has been genetically modified and mentally programmed to be a predator. So all things considered, I'd say I have a fair amount of scattered pieces myself. Oh, baby girl. Now I want to give you a hug. Although I'm scared to to do it without permission. Scarlett's not the kind of person you can just give up. No, you would have to ask and like, you know, write her a letter so she can think about it. Yeah. (laughs) Submit a a request, the formal request. I'm the kind of person you can just hug. I'm a hugger. So if you're ever around me and you need yeah, a hug, I'm you not, just let me I'm know. I'm not. I'm not a hugger. I need a petition. Yeah. You need a petition? Yeah, you have to. Well, you would get along uh, with my dog, Scamp, because he's basically half hmm. cat. And um, if he doesn't want you to pet him or hug him, he won't. <laughs> he won't. <laughs> he will glare at you and he will walk away very quickly and then he will not talk to you for a while whereas Beowulf is 65 pounds and he was jumping on my lap today when we were at the vet's office it was horrible um the vet came in there and for no reason Beowulf decided he was afraid and she was over here like trying to give him a treat and he was like I'm staying with mom and he jumped on my lap you're 
And I was like, you're you're just too heavy uh, for you're this a very kid. Small person too. I can't imagine you having a giant dog in your lab. I'm, I mean, I'm a short person, but I got knees, so I'm a little chunky, so I got, I can hold him on my lap, I just don't want to, he's just, he's too big is all. Okay, so, mm. <laughs> oh, Scarlett kind of wants to live up to her grandmother's legacy and honor her, but she is still willing to leave if they want to, and she says she's willing to run like hell, and... I don't know why, but that actually felt like more of a thorn line than a scarlet line. It says, it says, if you're going to tell me how stupid this idea was to begin with and we should run like hell, then I'm right behind you. I don't know why, but that felt like a thorn line. Yeah, yeah that does sound like something. Especially with the yes, like, sass Yes, it does sound it. like something he would say. Not that Scarlet doesn't have sass, but they have like two, they have, they yes. have very different yes. sass. They have... Yeah, I feel like Scarlett's a little more harsh. Oh, she's clever. She's a little harsher with her sass. Like, yeah. Whereas Thorns is always mirrored around, like, disguising his fear. Yeah, he's very, like, self-deprecating. Yeah, yeah. Criminal mastermind. But he doesn't really (laughs) believe it. God, I love Thorns. You know? So they get to the door. They hear a bunch of uh, laughter and noise. They can smell mm. them, which is gross. And Winter believes that she can help them. She believes they were boys once and she can help them be that way again. And she pushes her palm to the door, which basically tells the entire kingdom oh. where she is. So it's not, they got they either they have to come out of this room with a pack or dead because either it's way. Yeah. If they don't die in there. Lavana's going to yeah. at least try to kill them. So they're either going to be dead or they're going to have an army. Those are the those are the options. They will do what they're told and that will be to eat us. <laughs> Basically. I do want to talk about some of the descriptions that we get of what these guys look like. It says specifically that the word soldier yeah. is inadequate, though men is also not a good term. Far more beastly than she had ever imagined, with malformed bodies, fur down the sides of their faces, and snarled lips curved around enormous teeth. It's very hard for me to picture this. I'm not very good at uh, art, or I would draw something. But I, if I could come up with like a, a comparison... I don't know. Maybe the... Maybe... No. I don't know. I don't no. have one. You know, just you watch more like stuff than I do. Do you have any like horror stuff that you can be like, maybe like this? Oh, no, not really. I can't think of anything off the top of my head because I'm just thinking about future chapters of this book, which I don't want to talk about because it's spoilers. But there's some pretty good descriptions later on of these like well, I think I think my brain is always like these. They're kind of werewolf. Yeah. And there are just so many different styles of werewolf lore that it's hard to just be like, oh, that's a werewolf. That's what a werewolf looks yeah, like. Yeah, and, and then you have, you, you know, have like the wolfman style werewolf, and then you have the wolves, like the werewolves that are actually, you know, they actually become wolves. So I feel like this is almost like mid transformation. So, you know, you mm, don't have a full yes. snout, but your jaws have like 
undone and they're protruding and like your teeth are all over the place. So good point. Yeah. Good point. It's, it's just very interesting. I, I think it's interesting to think about what they might really look like. Um, and someday if we ever get a movie or TV show or animated series or something, we'll have a better vision of it. Although if they do like what they've done to a vampire Academy, maybe, maybe we won't. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they'll just keep the name and the concept and then come and up then with a bunch like, of random make stuff. Make them sexily handsome and not gruesome and vicious. Yeah. Scary. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They would like sort of beautify oh, them instead of making and, them scary. And you know, that, if that were to happen, you know, Lavana would definitely have to have a glamorous army. You know? That's true. I mean, I know that she wants these. Ooh, that could be their song, too. You know how, like, people have fight songs? Imagine their fight song is, is just Fergie. <laughs> glamorous. Ooh, the glamorous, glamorous. Like. <laughs> I love it. That's their fight song. <laughs> just rock. I want you to picture, like, when wrestlers and UFC fighters and stuff, when they're about to run into the ring, they run down this tiny little hallway with all of their friends and fans on each side, and they, they like, do a short – they jog, but they they move their body yeah. like they're running, and everybody's hyping them up, and they raise their hands, and they shake their fist, and they're feeling very hell yeah about themselves right before they fight. And I want you to picture that, but with Glamorous by Fergie yes, playing in the also background. a – vicious malformed beast monster (laughs) that's the best thing i've ever heard that's my favorite part of this episode (laughs) oh yay if anybody wants to draw me the fan art of that it's it sounds fun although now i kind of wish glamorous had been my song choice although it wouldn't make sense at all unless you had listened to the episode so maybe not maybe it'll be like a bonus song for people who actually care and for all of you youngins who have no idea what I'm talking about, please look up Glamorous by Fergie, which was a really cool song it was, a really long time but ago. But also, please imagine <laughs> giant, like, distended werewolf teeth while you're listening to this song. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so anyways, that's basically the end of this chapter. Um Oh, uh, da, 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 da. Scarlet uh, says they will do what they're told and that will be yep. to eat us. And then when they walk in, one of the dudes says, well, well, feed uh. time I mean, they actually do eat humans like that. Lavana feeds them humans as Ooh. their diet. Or is it just like a scare tactic? Like what do we got going on? Shells. You know, like. You know, like how at zoos they show up with like a frozen carcass yeah. in a lion's den. I mean, I. But maybe I feel is like it actually it's, a human. You know, it, it's shells. Once they've drained them dry, you just <gasps> toss a carcass down there. What? Amanda, you just got real dark, girl. That's that's plausible. Bethany, we are talking about <laughs> wolves eating people. No, you're 100% right. If they were going to have a farm of humans to feed people with, it would definitely be the shells. It's just a little too real for me. I'm sorry I took it there. <laughs> That's what you get when you ask me on the show. You know what, that, you know what though? That's, it's right and it's honest and it's probably factual, so don't be sorry. It's, it's, I just don't go there because I'm a scared See, cat. Yep. You, do, you say the things I'm not That's brave what enough I'm here to. For. 
Yeah, good girl. Um, <laughs> let's talk about your song choice. Okay, this, this one song. is just on the nose. Bad idea, Ariana Grande, because it's just it's it's bad idea. Definitely a bad, a bad idea. idea. Bad idea. Bad idea. I got a bad idea. So that's that's it. That's that's what I got. There's no deeper meaning. There doesn't have to be. Bad this idea. is a terrible idea. Also, Ariana Grande Grande has a beautiful singing voice, so you can just listen yeah, to fine. her and it doesn't matter. Exactly. I went with um, something people listening have probably never heard of because I have to remember that a lot of my listeners are like 17. But uh, in the 90s, there was a, an alternative rock band called Matchbox 20. They were very popular. I was a pretty big fan. And the song I chose is I Unwell. I mean, that's a good song. <laughs> Yeah. Right? I'm not crazy. I'm just a little unwell. I know right now you can't tell. Stay a little while and maybe you'll see a different side of me. I'm not crazy. I'm just a little impaired. I love it. I love it. Even in the beginning where it says that he's making friends with shadows on the wall. I'm like, Winter would totally make friends with shadows on the wall. Yeah, she definitely would. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, I don't have a lot for that one. I just think it's a, I think it's a good mirror to Winter's um, insecurities. Yeah. With her, you know, yeah. Anyways, um, I kind of lost my own train of thought. Let's talk about your chapter I quote. think I have two for this one again. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I guess I'm just hoping that despite all the absurd things you say, you might also be a little bit brilliant. She really, really really is. is. I mean, she came up with that rhyme (laughs) on the spot. She did. Um, And also, by the time she finds us, either we will have an army to protect us, or we will have already become meat and marrow and bone. Isn't that it the damn is. truth? Put that on a sticker. <laughs> and then also draw your malformed wolf transformation and the word glamorous. But with little... Little, little dancing lines. Little, yeah, little dancing lines and little like a treble clock or something so that yes. we know it's music related. Do I need to draw that one like that time <laughs> I drew the brain for you? <laughs> oh my god, I love that brain. Sir. Yes, go for it. Go for it. I'm pretty sure that's still on the <laughs> page if you guys want to go buy a sticker that was designed by the lovely and talented Amanda. I know I still have my card. It's in a so when I get presents from people, I, I put them in Ziploc bags and preserve them so that nothing ever happens to them. So that's where the card and the magnet that you sent me are. They're in a little Ziploc bag. So the card you sent me with the fictional hangover magnet and sticker Aww. is in a Ziploc bag so that it so that's nothing wonderful. will ever happen to it. I have pins now. Yeah. I need to send you a pin. So if you're if you're a listener and you've ever sent me anything or given me something at, when I've seen you at a festival or something, it is being well preserved. Don't worry. I'm terrified something will happen to it, so I put it in a <laughs> Ziploc bag so nothing can happen to it. There's, like, literally a basket in the craft room, and it's just all Ziploc bags of really cool, like, stuff or pre-orders or whatever, and I'm worried something will happen to it, so I just put it in there and never do anything with but it. But you can go and look at it anytime. <laughs> I do. I do. The thing is, like, every once in a while, I just go through the whole – it's like a like a 
cheer me up moment. I'll turn on a good song and I'll just look at all the cool stuff I have. And the song that you turn on is Glamorous by Fergie. (laughs) (laughs) It will be now. The last like three days, all I've listened to is Midnight's. So I definitely am going to have to pull out my early 2000s playlist. You're going to have to dust off going on. I honestly, I I don't even remember what else was on the radio at that time. Jojo, maybe? I don't know, you guys. That was like back in high school, I think. Maybe it might have been after high school. I don't know how (laughs) old I am. (laughs) I'm trying to think of like when that song came out. I feel like I was in high school. Now I need to look. What what year was it? Fergie Glamorous. 2006, so I would have been a oh sophomore. My, oh, I threw up in my mouth just then. <laughs> uh, why? Oh, because oh, I was about to graduate college. Were you? Oh, I thought I'm you elderly, Bethany. I'm you elderly. are not elderly. My birthday's coming up soon. I'll be 38. I'm elderly. When is November your 6th. November 6th. Hmm. Okay. Hopefully I'll be getting something in the mail that I can put into a Ziploc bag. (laughs) (laughs) What? No, No, see, I have a, um, it almost looks like a card catalog, but it's not because the drawers are wider. They're like file cabinet size. The the drawers are actually like the size of a piece of paper. They're eight and a half by 11. But it looks like a card catalog, which, you know, librarian, hello, we have to have card catalogs in our lives. Um, But I have a drawer that has all of my treasures in it. And I have, actually, I have two drawers. And one of of them is called special. And the second drawer is called old special. So. Is there a label? Yes, of course. Of course. All of my stuff is in baskets because I, I really, I don't know what my problem is, but I love me You know, baskets. there's nothing wrong with loving a basket. Yeah. And Quentin always gets me a basket. Like instead of wrapping my presents for like, you know, my birthday or Hanukkah or Christmas or whatever, he just gets a basket and I get to keep That's the basket. wonderful. I'm pretty now lucky. Now I know that you love baskets. So you're going to need Thank to update you. me with your current address. Because I don't have it. You'll you'll see oh, it when you yay. get it. <laughs> you'll okay. see it soon. Um, so those of you who are old <laughs> enough to know whatever the hell Amanda and I are talking about, I just want to give you some some statistics. So other songs that were popular while Glamorous was on the radio. Irreplaceable by the one and only Beyonce. Rehab by Amy Winehouse. May she rest in, in peace. SOS by Rihanna. Uh, How to Save a Life oh, by The Fray. That's a perspective right there when they were still popular. Welcome to the Black Pirate by the by My Chemical Ooh, Romance. Good so band. Good. good band. Dance Dance by Fallout Boy, one of my favorite <sighs> bands. Uh, I Write Sins, Not Tragedies by Panic at the Disco. Mm. Right? This is like some perspective <laughs> stuff going on. Who Knew by Pink, Too Little Too Late by JoJo. Uh, Last Request by Paolo Nutini. Do It, Do It by Sean Paul. I don't know that one, but that's an interesting name. (laughs) (laughs) Sexy Back by the one and only Justin Timberlake, who is one of Quentin's favorites. 
And uh, the last one that I'm going to list off of this 200 list thing on Spotify, but I'm going to list one more just because I think it's a fun song and it's Stupid Girls by Pink, who is my husband's secret crush. He he likes Pink and uh, Elizabeth Banks. Oh, yeah. So if anybody's curious who Quentin would leave me for, one of those I two. I love Elizabeth Banks. Oh my God. He thinks she's cute as a button. She is. Yep, that's the actual phrase. I'm like, you're she's adorable, and he's like, no, she's cute as a button. She really is. <laughs> she is. I actually, I very much like her. I, I have yet to see her in a role that I don't enjoy. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. She would be a, a good Lavana, actually. Ooh, yeah. She she would play that character well, and she's very pretty. Yes. So we're still in winter's perspective. Uh, last chapter for the day is chapter 57. We're still in winter's perspective. And she's starting to hallucinate. Not really a surprise considering the situation they're in. Um, there's 11 packs and 11 alphas and Scarlet demands to speak to the alpha. And I love that she says, well, obviously it's going to be the strongest of all of you. But if you want to fight it out, we'll wait. Like, it's like one of those moments where it's like Scarlet, like, walked in there knowing what was up. Like, they may not have planned anything or had a speech going or anything, but Scarlet's not stupid. She, like, knew where she's like, they're dogs. I'll talk to them like they are. Yes. God, I love Scarlet. I do love one of the wolves is like, he basically comes at her or comes on to her. I'm sure any of us would be happy to satisfy whatever needs you might have. Oh. And without missing a beat, Scarlet says, I already have an alpha mate to satisfy my needs and he could slaughter any one of you. <laughs> yes. And I'm just like snaps for Scarlet. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. And a nice little callback to Wolf being like so sweet to her. Oh. I don't know if my husband would do anything. <laughs> They're pretty scary people. He might he might be like, you know what? You can use me as a human shield, but I can't fight them. <laughs> <laughs> so the soldiers can smell wolf on her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I cannot imagine one of these. And I mean, in this chapter, they're called mutants. Like, yeah, I cannot imagine yeah. a mutant getting close enough to smell me, which they wouldn't have to get that close because, I mean, obviously they're part wolves. They have a good sense of smell. But can you just just think about it? You know, I don't mm. know. Animals are supposed to have a good sense of smell, but my my dogs, either they don't have a good sense of smell or they just don't care what things smell like. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because there's sometimes where, like, like okay, for example, for example, uh, we feed them every night and every morning. They get chicken and vegetables in these little, like, containers. And for whatever reason, Beowulf just cannot eat his in the kitchen. He has to pick up the container with his mouth and carry it around the house. And every day it's somewhere different. Sometimes it's in the living room. Sometimes it's in the hallway. Yesterday it was right next to the shoe rack. And oh. I feel like that can't smell good while you're trying to eat. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm a clean person. I wear socks. But shoes just stink. It's just the way of the world. And I feel like that would be very uncomfortable while you're trying to eat. Yeah, I don't I don't want to eat chicken and veggies next to somebody's dirty shoe. Right. So, like, what's up with my dog? He should have a really good sense of smell. That should make him very uncomfortable. 
And yet he's just like happy to be there to put himself in that situation because I didn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) I gave him his food in the kitchen like a normal person. And today you eat your dinner by the toilet. Uh, luckily he hasn't done that but to be fair we keep the bathroom doors closed because he'll go in there and do other stuff um like well you know those cartoons where dogs drink out of the toilet that's my dog that's my dog yeah so you know we keep the bathroom door closed because gross yeah don't do that (laughs) if you're listening don't drink out of the toilet that is your (laughs) that is amanda's advice for the day yes that is your find other resources of water and don't drink out of the toilet (laughs) <laughs> to your public service announcement. <laughs> Broken. <laughs> Whew, anyways, what were we talking about? I don't know. I feel mutants. like we weren't originally talking about... No, we about were talking this. about being smelled by a mutant. Smelled my a mutant. Thank <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> okay. I love recording with you. This is the best. I don't know why. I'm very unprofessional and I mess <laughs> up a lot. Um, <sighs> Instead of cutting all that out, I'll just let people laugh at me. That's so good. Well, Winter is trying to fight off all her panic and Alpha Strom walks up and says, I'm the leader. And nobody fights him, so it must be true. <laughs> That's that's all it takes. I know. It's just like, it's me. But, you know, it's so funny that they're all so competitive. They all want to be the alpha. We saw with Wolf where they weren't even mutant soldiers. They were just like slightly wolf soldiers. And they were, you know, he made it seem like they were constantly like, I want to be an alpha. I don't want to be an omega. Yeah. And, and in here, you would think it would be even more so that, especially since we walk in on them fighting because they have nothing better to do. And yet, for some reason, everybody's just like, yep, strong. He's got this. Yeah. Nobody questions him at all. Nope. There he is. I think he probably just has one of those, like, really authoritative personalities. He's got to. You know what I mean? Like, the people who, they don't necessarily look scary or even act scary, but something in their mannerisms is just like, yep, they've got this. Yep. Yeah. And you know what's funny is I think Scarlet has that same. Oh, definitely. That same personality. So maybe the two of them are a good a good match to fight right now because that's what they're basically doing is they're arguing. Yeah, they're sizing each other up. Yeah. So Winter announces herself. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> oh. I like her little speech. Winter squared her shoulders. We came here to give you another choice. The people of Luna are planning a rebellion. In two days, we will be marching into the central dome of Artemisia. We plan to overwhelm the queen and her court, to overthrow her and put an end to her tyranny. I ask that you join us. Fight on our behalf and help us end the rule that took you from your lives and turned you into soldiers. Ensure that you will never become prisoners or experiments or animals created for Levana's amusement ever again. This is her, um, what's that movie? Braveheart. Braveheart. This is her Braveheart moment. This is her Braveheart moment. I ask that you join us. 
fight on our behalf and help us end the rule that took you from your lives and turned you into soldiers. Ensure that you will never become prisoners or experiments or animals created for Levana's amusement ever again. She's so brave. She has a nice little speech here. Like, this she is very really convincing. Does. I mean, it doesn't yeah. convince them, but I think it's right. pretty good. Yeah. Scarlet tells them why she has scars. And she tells them that they're lap dogs. <laughs> that's probably a good thing, right? That's not going to cause any issues. That's not, that's, no. It's perfect. It's perfect and reasonable. I do like that when the guy, he comes up to touch winter scar, scars, Scarlet comes in and is like, like puts herself in between them. So for, for listeners, cause I do, I do hear things. I do read things. I'm very aware of the community and of the conversations in the TLC uh, universe and fandom. So for, for people who think that Scarlet is like just mean to winter and doesn't like love or protect her enough and that they're not really an equal friendship. I just want to point out like moments like this is where like, yes, Scarlet's a little rough around the edges, but she really does care about winter. She really does. And, you know, like, I mean, I said it earlier, like she's harsh, but you can still love and care for people with like a brash attitude. Yeah. Yeah, you can. And I think that that's what Scarlet is and does. I, I just like she, that. I love that she walks in there and, and is ready to like, yeah, protect like, winter. She's like, stop. Were you even listening to her at all? Yeah. Did like, you hear she what she said? Pretty words, but did you listen to the pretty words? Yeah. So they offer them a choice, which is more than what Lavana has ever given them. And instead of like agreeing to go with them, Alpha Strom says, "Are you ready to play?" Ugh. And that's where the chapter ends. So we're three chapters. All three of these chapters have been Winter and Scarlet interacting with these mutant wolves, and we still haven't gotten a conclusion to that scene, which means next week. Hopefully, yeah. yes. on the next episode, that's what we will get. But for now, what was your song choice for this one? <laughs> My song choice for this one is... Um, it is called I Want a Monster to Be My Friend uh, by In Vogue. And it is from Sesame Street. <laughs> I'm down, I'm down. Explain to me why um, we chose... You went a very different route, so I I'm did. all ears. I, I really did. Um, it's just it's just a a song about like monsters not being necessarily as bad as you think they are. Aww. And, like that's a, not there's no evidence of that in this text, by the way. Not in these last three chapters. Right. But yeah, that's right. You. But <laughs> but if I want a monster to be my friend, and that's really yeah that that's their goal. Is they're going down into these tunnels to get to get these mutants to help them out. So that's that's what I got. Um, I uh, let's see, where's where's a good line? Oh, I just had it. Um, 
although they're hairy and sometimes scary, they have such soft and furry paws. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. But um but it's it's just it's just about <laughs> a monster. I I want a monster, a real life monster who's not pretend. It's I mean it's a song from friggin' Sesame Street, but yeah. It's it's about monsters not being as bad as you might think they are. Spoiler Which alert. will be the truth. Future chapters. Yeah, hopefully that will be the truth. We'll we'll find out. You know, there's still like 400 pages left in the book. We have to assume Scarlet and Winter don't die. Yeah, right now. you know, because if you they know, die, that'd be like a really interesting way to to have a halfway <laughs> conclusion to these books. Yeah, well, you know, it could it could spur Cinder on. She's like, well, yeah, my friends, I sent them down there. They they went down there to try to get us an army, and then they died. So then they were eaten, and now I have more reason to fight. That's true, and you know, <laughs> nothing is guaranteed in YA literature. That's true. You would think we'd do some hand-holding since people always say it's targeted towards teenagers, but mm. we really don't get a lot of that. But, you know, can I just say this book is called Winter, so Winter probably does not get Die eaten. halfway through. She does not get <laughs> eaten halfway through. Right, so. right. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and ruin that for everyone. She does not, I think that that's a comforting spoiler. I'll let it stay. I'll let it stay in there. Because <laughs> people might have been really nervous. I don't know. Um, so mine was Harder to Breathe by Maroon 5. Not going to lie, this is pretty much the only song I like by that band. Yeah, they're kind of annoying. And um, it might surprise everybody. What I'm about to say might make everybody say, what the hell? They're too poppy for me, and I realize I'm devoted to Taylor Swift. Excuse me, what? So I understand the blasphemy of that sentence. But this song was really cool. It was kind of a pop rock vibe. Not as good as Fallout Boy, but like it had that vibe to it where it wasn't pop, it wasn't rock, it was kind of somewhere in the middle. And then after this, they just went full on pop star. <laughs> and for some reason, I just didn't like it. <laughs> I don't know why, because I love pop music. So you'd think I'd be fine with it, but I just, I don't know, it hits my ears wrong, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it makes no sense. I have no explanation for my life choices. Okay. So, Harder to Breathe by Maroon 5. It's really not necessarily, like, lyrically based. You know, I talk about how I either go full on or, or not at all. That's right. kind of what this is because it is hard for Winter to breathe in this chapter. She talks about it frequently. Um, but some of the lyrics, I think, are fun. Uh, I have a tendency of getting very physical. A lot of this, like, if you look at it from the perspective of the mutants, it works. How dare yeah. you say that my behavior is unacceptable? Condescending, unnecessarily critical. I have the tendency of getting very physical. So watch your step. Because if I do, you'll need a miracle. Yeah, a real one. <laughs> yeah. And then the only part that I think really works for winter, when it gets cold outside and you got nobody to love, you'll understand what I mean when I say there's no way we're going to give up. Oh, and yeah. And a part that fits the the winter mutant dynamic, like a little girl cries in the face of a monster that lives in her dream. Is there anyone out there? Because it's getting harder and harder to breathe. 
Yeah, look, I'm going to vote for yours this time. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's very nice of you, but you have no idea. Sometimes the the least likely song wins. I'm not going to lie. There have been times where I'm like, I like this song. I'm going to pick it even though it doesn't work. And for some reason, it'll win. And I'm always shocked. It's probably because you're the, you're the host of the show and people like I, you. The, the episodes come out after. I'm not saying that you choose it. I'm saying oh, that people okay. choose what you choose because they Oh, like no, no, you. no. They have no idea who picked it. Oh, yeah. You're, okay. um, yeah. Yeah. The, the, these song choices that you and I are discussing right now have been on Patreon since you emailed me your songs. <gasps> and I closed the poll right before we recorded. Oh my gosh. So they have no, that's why I do it that way. So they have no idea who picked what. Okay. It's like okay. the voice. <laughs> you know, Ooh, you have yes. to turn your chair, which oh, is why I'm constantly like you guys. I'm not the only one that likes Taylor Swift because at least half of my guests pick Taylor Swift songs too. Or songs that were written by Taylor Swift that people just don't realize were written by her because she just writes a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a blind it's a blind voting system. <laughs> okay, let's talk about your quote. Do you have two for this one? No, I only have one this time. Oh, okay. I know. Shock. <laughs> I do not believe you are monsters. I believe you have been given very few choices and you are dealing with the consequences as well as you can. That is very nice thing for Winter to say. Yeah. Oh. So I chose, I already have an alpha to satisfy my needs, which was a quote by Scarlett. Mm. First of all, I love when Scarlett claps back. Scarlett yes. says things I don't have the confidence to say myself. Scarlett is like my sister, Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay has no filter. She's a very confident person. And uh, she can be downright savage when she wants to be. And I do not have that ability. I'm very anti-confrontational. I will apologize to you even if I didn't do anything wrong. Um, and I will cry that I'm quick to tears. So I don't have this like scarlet in me. I wish I did, but I don't. So when she has little clapback moments like this, I basically hear my sister Lindsay's voice and I'm just thrilled. <laughs> Are you, she's scarlet and you're winter. Uh, I think I'm more crest. I don't Probably. think I'm quite adorable enough to be winter I don't or know. pretty enough. Although I, I do know. have a giant scar on the side of my face, on my cheek. It's do like, you? Oh, yeah. It goes from like my eye to my lip. It's um from when I was a kid, I had overalls on and it came unbuckled and just whipped me right across the face. It was the first oh. time I got stitches. Yikes. Yeah. So I guess I could be a little bit similar to winter if you count the fact that we both have scars on our cheeks. <laughs> I don't, I mean, we've never met in real life and I don't think I've ever just zoomed, just zoomed straight in on a picture of your face. So I'm going to be Are you going now. to now? Is that I what am. you're telling me? I you're going to go to my Facebook? Jackman. Yep. I'm staring at your face. Okay. Well, it's on the right hand side. <laughs> All right. <laughs> can you see it in a picture? That was a dumb question, but I don't know if you can see it in a picture. I don't know. I know. When I look at myself, it's like all I see, you know, like how we notice certain uh, things about ourselves that other people don't notice, I guess. But yeah, yeah, when I look at myself in a mirror and on pictures and stuff, I see this giant scar on my face. I mean, I don't see it. I am like looking at all of your pictures on Facebook right now and I don't see it. No? Let me, You're just let me... so cute. Aw, that's a very nice thing to say. 
No, I'm looking at a picture right now, and it's definitely there. <laughs> see, that's just you. That's just you seeing. Seeing what I want to see. Yeah. I mean, Hold I on. I have a snaggle tooth, and that's that's what I do. Do you? I do. I mean, it's Quentin not that. has like a really tiny one, and I'm yeah, pretty sure I'm the only one that notices it. My my, it's not that bad. I mean, like I had braces, but my mouth is too small for the amount of teeth I have apparently, and they just <laughs> get crowded out. I have a tiny mouth. I have a tiny mouth. I do a tiny too. Head. I actually went to the dentist today, and they had to get X-rays, and they had to use the little kid mouthpiece. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. Yep. Do you also, when you get gas, get the little kid face mask? For those of you listening, if you care, by the way, I don't know if you care, but they have different sizes and the little kid one smells like sugar to keep kids calm. So you basically have a nap and you just think about cupcakes the whole time. I mean, if that's not a reason to go to the dentist, I don't know what is. It's definitely not about your teeth. <laughs> I don't it's about, know. It's about having a sugar nap. Well, it's also like... Those of you listening who don't know, I had a I had a seizure recently, and when I did, I fell flat on my face, and I I jammed my <laughs> crown into my jaw, so they have to Oof. I have to go get I have to go in and get my my crown fixed. Oof! I know I'm not excited about it. I'm they they are like yeah we'll give you Valium and gas, and I'm like God I hope that's enough because I that sounds very uncomfortable. Oof! Yeah. Oh, that's that's not exciting, Bethany. Eh. <laughs> Shrug. Fine. I'm kind of I'm kind of like desensitized to things at this point. I don't know. I have problems, I guess. <laughs> you sound very concerned for me, and I don't know what to tell you. you no, know, it's just <laughs> I just I just am concerned about you, Bethany, because I like you quite a bit. I like you. Thanks. See, this is why I need to live where you live. And then we can we can go to lunch together and we yeah. can work together. Yeah. It'll be mean, really easy if we want to do an episode together. I know. I still owe you some panda. Oh, you do. <laughs> and there's one right next to my house if you ever come visit me. <gasps> Will you let me buy it for you now? Yeah, but you have to go with me. Okay. I mean, that's fine. But I really did remember. I, I was so obsessed with like sending you a gift card, and you were like, "No, because there's not one I, anywhere nearby." I, I, yeah, the closest one was like an hour away. I have one right down the street now. Well, see, it's fine. When I get your address and send you more <laughs> fictional hangover stuff, there's gonna be some panda in there. Okay, good. Good to know. Good to know. Um. Anyways, what? Uh, <laughs> Edit all that out. <laughs> no, I'll keep it in. Everybody loves panda. Okay, so there were two Easter eggs. The bonus word hair appeared four times. The bonus uh, content illusions appeared four times. And scars appeared twice. Next time we are going to cover chapters 58, 59, and 60. I do have a couple bonusy episodes coming up soon. Um, as I mentioned, there's a special surprise for um, Thanksgiving. There's also a special bonus episode that Ashley and I did to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Ella Enchanted by Gail Carson Levine. Um, and I have a bonus like holiday episode coming because there are no Hanukkah movies. It's a Christmas movie. So 
Sorry, you guys. I would love it if there was a Hanukkah movie. If there is one, please let the Jewish girl know. I don't know about it other than like Adam Sandler, which I don't really count as like a cute mute rom-com. Um, wow, this episode got off the rails. Please tell my friends, my listeners, where they can find you on social media if they would like to do so. You and your podcast. Okay. If you would like to find me pretty much everywhere, I am at Ridiculous Amanda. Except on Twitter. Get rid of that first A, Ridiculous Amanda, because Twitter doesn't have enough characters for my name. Um, you can find Fictional Hangover everywhere at Fictional Hangover. Hey, shockingly, except for Twitter, we're at Fictional Hangover. No E-R, again, because of the character limit. You can find us at fictionalhangover.com. You can watch all of our episodes from October on YouTube, which is something we were doing special for Halloween. We did trick-or-treat specials and Aww. shared all of our unedited videos. So look for I love that. that. It's a lot of fun. Claire and I dressed up for every episode. Nice. Because everyone should know how I feel about cosplay. So we dressed up for episodes. We had two author episodes in October, too, and those episodes are also available to watch. We talked to author Amy McCall and author Kelly DeVos. So those were fun episodes. Um, I've narrated a couple audiobooks. You can find me on Audible by searching my name, Amanda Garrison. Um, what else? What else? I think that's everything. We're all over the place on social media. Do you want to tell people about some of the books that you've done some audio narration for? Sure. Sure, I do. Um, one of them is uh, yeah, probably not anything that your inter- your listeners would be interested in. It's the first one that I did. It's a short story collection. Um, called How to Write an Emotionally Resonant Werewolf Novel. And it sounds fun and like it would be fitting, you know, because we were just talking about werewolves, but it's a lot of different stories. Um, The second book that I did is Abigail Spigari's Daughter of the Moon, which was a lot of fun. And the my third one just came out. It's called Sweet Child by Brie Tart. That was a lot of fun. And I've got something very special coming up the beginning of next year, but I have to keep that one secret for now. Ooh. I love secrets. But I'm very Because it makes it sound like it's something cool. Oh, it is. And I'm very, very excited about it. But it's a secret. So, you know, stay tuned. So if you want to know more, you're going to have to follow Amanda or go listen to Fictional Hangover Podcast. Yeah, and you should do that anyway. You really should. It's a good time. Otherwise, you'll never know what wiener bag means. That's right. You will Even never. if contextually, you can kind of figure it you out. You can probably figure out what a wiener bag is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bethany, thank you so much for inviting me back after a year of being, <laughs> being gone. Thanks for. I'm just so happy to have you back, and I'm always so excited when you say like, "Yes, you'll come on an episode" because I love talking to you. Well, I and I can't believe it's been like a year. I know we've done an episode. It's insane. I think it's been more than a year. I, you know, it might be. I I started doing every other week for episodes, um, which was actually I was surprised. I thought for sure people were gonna be like bummed, but actually people 
Uh, I get emails all the time that people are still trying to catch up on the podcast, even when it's every other week. So I don't feel too bad. (laughs) If you do get caught up and you're bored, there's like 50 bonus episodes on Patreon. So. Oh, yeah, plenty to do on there. And then you can come and listen to Fictional Hangover. We've got like. 200 we just did episode 213 oh my goodness that's exciting yeah we had a special live uh 200th episode uh author jackson ford who's one of our favorites uh joined us on our 200th episode it was a good time god that's so many yeah, and we have bonus episodes too that I don't I don't count. There's like I would. You recorded it, you edited it, you posted it somewhere. No, I mean they they count, but we have 200 and, you know, 14 main episodes and then there's like 50, 60 something bonus episodes. There's a lot. Oof. And all of our bonus So you guys episodes, have plenty so... of content to listen yeah, to. You yeah. go check out Functional Hangover podcast. You really should. It's and there are fun. episodes on um, Cinder and the the first Renegades book. So if you want to keep, you know, if you don't know where to start, I feel like once you listen to those, you'll be hooked. Yeah, I hope so. And hey, you were on the Cinder episode, so. I was. If you that was the first episode voice. we did together. Yes. Yes. I felt very special. I remember getting, I remember you guys invited me to do that. And I was like, oh my God, really? I'm so cool right now. <laughs> Oh, do you know what made me feel cool? When you shared my Cinder cosplay on your Instagram. How about when Marissa saw it? That was cool. Yeah, that was cool. (laughs) I'm always excited whenever Marissa randomly, like, because she's not super active with the podcast. She just, every once in a while, she'll, like, randomly comment or give me an extra, like, share on Instagram. And I'm always like, oh, my God, that's right. She knows who I am. (gasps) (laughs) Because also, I remember, like, when I first started the podcast and it seemed, like, so unrealistic that she would even that she would ever even hear of the podcast let alone like be acknowledgeable of it (laughs) isn't that so cool when people that you really really look up to are like yeah I know what you're doing I know your show I'm like what really really every once in a while I'll meet someone organically who knows about the podcast and I'm just like what like (laughs) um side note (laughs) we just moved into our home and um it was a military move so uh, there was all these people coming in and out who had packed up our, our home and they were bringing furniture in and boxes and stuff. And I was unpacking one of the boxes and I pulled out my paperback set of the Lunar Chronicles. And the guy is like, oh, my God, my niece is obsessed with those books. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, yes. And this podcast about those books. And I just bought her a T-shirt for the podcast. that was like $20. And she's so excited. And her birthday is coming up. And I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I was like, I do. <laughs> So um, I I gave him uh, a bunch of like Prince Kai fan pod merch that I had and I signed some things for her um, and I got an email and she was really excited about them. So I was like, but it was like, it was the most random possible thing. Like, what is the likelihood that he was the one who showed up for work that day? Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) Quentin, Quentin was just like, wait, really? This is happening. I was like, I don't. I'm just going with it. Like, <laughs> I know it doesn't make sense. I'm fine with it. We were at an estate sale a couple of weekends ago, 
and there was a lady sitting down like on one of the couches like testing it out to see if she wanted to buy it or whatever and I found a Charlene Harris book that I was going to buy and she was like oh my gosh where did you find that book are there any more books and then her daughter came up and was like mom what are you talking about and she's like she found a book back there and the daughter was like oh I love the Sookie Stackhouse books and my husband of all people was like you're talking about those on your podcast right now she hosts fictional hangover podcast Amanda <laughs> give her your card so I was like okay yep oh I love it I love it he's like your your number one fangirl I love it I know it was really great so I, don't, I love yeah. it. That makes me really happy. I hope someday Quentin will be like that. Uh, right now he's kind of like, you're so cool with your podcast. But like, that's the extent of it. <laughs> Even him coming on that one episode was just because someone canceled last minute. And what's so funny is I was about to message you. And he was like, he was like, when do you need the episode by? And I was like, well, I mean, I'd love to have it, you know, by Tuesday, but doesn't look like that's going to happen. I'm probably going to message Amanda and see like when she has the time. And he was like, what chapters is it? And I told him and he was like, all right, go get your microphone. And I was like, oh my God, this is happening. I like completely lost it. I was like fangirling over my own husband. I was so excited. <laughs> and then I did, I get, I got a lot of messages that he did a good job. So that was cool. That's really cute. Yeah. Good job, Quentin. Way to go. <laughs> he said he's never coming back. No. I was like, will you do another one? He's like, no, that was way too nerve wracking. I can't. He's, he's like, I feel like I never said anything smart. I just said words and like I made them into sentences and like, no. Now, see, next time he'll be prepared. Exactly. I'm I think he did a good back. job, but I'm biased. Anyways. <laughs> If, you, if you're still listening at this point, I pat you on the back. I really do because I, I am so far removed from being a professional at the moment. Okay. Thank you, as always, for being here. I love having you on. <laughs> Thanks for having me. And you know I will always come back. You are welcome anytime. Listeners, thank you for being here. Keep reading. Keep listening. And until next time, don't get glamored. Bye. Bye. The clips you heard today were from Rebecca Soler's audiobook rendition of Winter by Marissa Meyer. This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger. Today's special guest was Amanda Garrison from Fictional Hangover Podcast. The intro-outro music was composed by Emma Pavo, and the logo art was created by Sunlit Tangles on Instagram. Thank you for listening. You are getting sleepy. Your CPAP mask is clamped tightly to your face. You will not toss and turn through the whooshing. You will not throw the mask. It's not working, Harold. People who struggle with CPAP have partners who struggle too. Luckily, now there's Inspire. No mask, no hose, just sleep. When I snap my fingers, you will remember to visit InspireSleep.com. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review important safety information at InspireSleep.com.